Today's episode of Recliner Reviews, we're reviewing the 1998 comedy. Dirty Work. I guess I showed you the thing or two about dirty work. But there is one thing Mitch Weaver is good at. You are the king of revenge. We should open a revenge for hire business. Don't shoot this! This is not part of the commercial! Some jerk making your life miserable? You want revenge? Let us do your dirty work! This movie's really, really funny, and it's uh, kind of unfortunately topical because we lost the director, Bob Saget. R.I.P. January in January, in January, and then Norm Macdonald in September of last year. But also on top of that, I mean, there are plenty of movies from the '90s you can pull out and say a lot of the cast has passed on. But it's not that long ago. It's 23 years ago. Chris Farley gone. This is his last movie that he yeah. ever appeared in. It came out after he died. Uh, Jack Warden and Don Rickles. A lot of the fixtures of this movie have passed on, which kind of makes it eerie. Especially, I've watched this a couple times in the last few months, once after Norm died, and then I watched this the day before Bob Saget died. So are you saying that you're responsible for Bob Saget dying? I don't want to have that on my conscience, but when the news broke that Bob Saget died, and I love Bob Saget, it just felt weird, because I had just watched the movie like less than 24 hours prior. Well, then make sure that you, I mean, hold off on your next viewing as long as you can, as long, I mean, if you want to make sure that Artie Lang is still alive. So what? I mean, Artie Lang is the person who's been in, in and out of rehab and uh, like his life has been a mess with addiction and is still kicking. I mean, if you would have told me, there are going to be a whole bunch of people who are going to die from this movie, but one's going to survive and you're going to tell me it's Artie Lang, I'm going to tell you you're full of shit. Which is crazy. Which, good, I'm glad. I like I mean, Artie good, Lang. He's look, hilarious. Good for, good for him. Like, and he's like repaired his life, so that's a great thing. But yeah, yeah it's just, it's just kind of eerie that the movie's not that old. No. And so many people in the movie have died, and so many funny people. I've heard Norm do interviews about this, and he said that he wanted, in writing this movie, he just wanted a collection of people he thought was funny. That's why he has Chris Farley in it in a very small role. That's why he got Don Rickles in it. That's why Adam Sandler's in the movie for like two minutes. Mm-hmm. We eat the pig and then together we burn! And one of the funniest scenes in the whole movie, and it's complete non sequitur, it doesn't matter. The movie actually is a ton of non sequiturs. We talked about Dangerfield movies, how they're often one long Rodney Dangerfield joke. This movie is one long Norm Macdonald joke. 100%. And I, all it is. I mean, I think I mentioned it before when we were doing Billy Madison, that Norm Macdonald, when he was on Saturday Night Live, was never my favorite. Whoa, whoa. Like, I didn't get his humor at that time. Like, I mean, again, this is the 90s. There was a very specific type of humor that I was interested in, and it was mostly the type of humor that Chris Farley, like you know, slapstick, that type of humor. So I didn't appreciate or understand the deadpan delivery and humor that Norm was bringing, especially when he was doing Weekend Update. And so I was like, oh, okay, he's fine. Like, fine, whatever. Now, his humor, like, resonates. And sure. I think it's hilarious. And it's just, it's, it's interesting to see, like, the evolution of one's comedy... Uh, for you, your like taste. for for yeah, me, yeah, like yeah. comedy tastes, right? And again, Norm Macdonald was definitely not on the list in terms of like favorite comedians or favorite like jokes. Like that, if you said like, tell me your favorite joke, it would not have been a Norm Macdonald joke. Now, like I think most of my most favorite of jokes them, are yeah. Norm jokes. I'm fucking Uncle Bert's wife. Where is he? It's it's uh, interesting to watch the stark contrast between the current Weekend Update with Colin Jost and Michael Che and Norm MacDonald Weekend Update from the mid-90s. 
because Norm is doing a like kind of a news parody. Like he he introduced it as the fake news. He's the first person probably to utter that phrase. I'm Norm Macdonald, and now the fake news. So it's like he's not doing the pretense of you're watching the news, but he's playing a newsman telling yeah. jokes. And now this kind of shifted once Jimmy Fallon did Weekend Update and was breaking character like breaking every joke. So sorry, I just can't stop laughing, dude. Like did he not. he did Weekend Update. Yeah, and he broke oh, all the time. I mean, yes, that was Saturday Night Live, right? Like, yeah, that was but, an even money bet. Is Jimmy Fallon gonna break? Yeah, but now it's like I feel like breaking is almost a fixture of that show and that segment in particular. I, I've only watched a little bit of it, but they'll break all the time. Like the, in the middle of a joke, they'll snicker or something. It's almost like two guys just going back and forth reading jokes. Yeah, Norm is straight. I'm in love with the shape of you. Deadpan. If the joke doesn't hit, he just stares at the camera. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. It's so good because it feels like you're watching a newsman who's just reading fake headlines. It's in the fake news yeah. style. And he brings a lot of that into this movie. The note to self gag is what he did in a weekend update. Note to self. Learn to fight. Oftentimes was the punchline to a joke. So if a joke which is refreshing because you can't just keep having fake news headline after fake news headline with a turn in it. He'd set something up and then the joke would be him. He had one that was like uh, something about prank calls in Alaska and he says, note to self. Uh, don't make any more prank 911 calls in Fairbanks, Alaska. Like he, he makes himself the butt of the joke and yeah. the note to self thing is throughout this movie which is really funny in the movie as well. Yeah, and I think that you know, there's a, there is a differentiation. Not again. I don't re- recall Jimmy Fallon being on Weekend Update. But then again, I stopped watching Saturday Night Live at a certain point, and so it's possible I just blocked that element out. But that would explain so much, right? Like, because I don't like Jimmy Fallon. Cause you had a bad day. You take it one down. You sing a sad song just to turn it I don't think he's funny. Like I, I don't think he I don't like do, his uh, show. Like I don't like I don't like any like I just he just rubs me the wrong way. And I think part of it is the fact that he he seems like he's that guy, right? Who's telling a joke at a party but can't not laugh at his own joke, right? Like I'm laughing at my own joke and like that's what rubs me the wrong way as opposed to Norm who is I'm not laughing at my joke. If you want to laugh at it, laugh at it. Like this is the joke. It's fucking funny. Take it for what it is and go from there. And, and there are some jokes, especially in the movie, and there are some in Weekend Update, and there's some in a stand up where part of the joke is it, like a, a joke is building tension and then breaking that tension. And he has a style with a lot of his deliveries where he's building so much tension on purpose to, it gets to a point where the tension becomes the joke. Yeah. So that scene that I mentioned with Adam Sandler. Part of the reason it's so funny is it goes on 30 seconds longer than you think it should. Come with me. You belong with me. Burn. Burn. You think that scene's going to end after like 20 seconds and it just keeps going and going and going. And another scene, him and Artie Lang hiding uh, fish in the mansion. And there's, in the background, you hear the the mafia guys are starting to shoot each other. That scene goes on way too long. Kill them! Kill them! Make your gun fart like the devil itself! 
the tension yeah. itself becomes the joke. And that style is not for everyone, but it's really, really funny once you kind of get it. Once it oh, for sure. And, and that's why it's odd to me that I didn't like him as a comedian in the 90s because one of, the fav- one of my favorite jokes that I used to tell um, in high school was one of those jokes that just goes on for way too long, right? And it's, it's this joke about this guy who's traveling salesman and he makes his way and he stops at this diner in Siberia. And he has goulash, and he eats his goulash, and he really likes it. And he asks the, the waitress, well, what can I have for dessert? And she says, well, we make this really great Siberian peach pie. And he says, great, I'll have that. So he has the Siberian peach pie. He says, this is, this is great. This is fantastic. How People don't know about this. Well, it's a secret because we're in Siberia. Nobody really knows. Great, I'm coming back. A year later, he's doing his rounds again, and he goes to the same diner, and he eats his same goulash. He says, I really want that Siberian peach pie. She says, great, here, have the Siberian peach pie. And so he eats the Siberian peach pie. This is even better than the last time. And I'm going to be back next year, same thing. And so on and so forth, right? Until you get to the end where he says, you know, I I have in my goulash. Oh, great goulash. Okay, what can I have for dessert? I want that Siberian peach pie. And she says, sorry, we're all out. And he goes, fuck it, I'll have apple. Like, when I was in high school, I would tell this joke, and I would try to go as long as I could every single time I was telling that joke. And there were a couple of times, like, I was telling that joke for 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. I had one like that, too. And, and so I don't, I mean, I don't understand why I didn't appreciate it, but now, like, seeing it, that's exactly it's the point, right? You, it's telling that joke that goes on way too long, and it becomes the joke. Yeah. You, I'm sure you've heard the, the moth joke, Norm's moth joke. A moth goes into a podiatrist's office. A moth goes into a podiatrist's office. Right. You are correct. The reason that joke was so long was Conan told him in break, we need you to go for another segment, and he didn't have enough to talk about for another segment. So that joke is actually much shorter. It, it's the, when he first heard it, yeah. he heard it from Colin Quinn. It was much shorter. And he's like, I can stretch this out for as long as I can to fill up the segment. And that's why I became famous. Yeah. I mean, he's fantastic at that. And you're absolutely right. In this movie, there's a lot of that. Um, the other thing about this movie that it, it's, as you mentioned, it's a Norm MacDonald joke, the entire thing, right? But it also ties in, like, perfect comedy elements. Like, so Don Rickles. Don Rickles, hilarious One comedian. of the funniest like, people ever. Yeah. But his comedy just wouldn't play the same to an audience today if he was getting up and doing stand-up japanese no chinese chinese sure since the war they're all chinese like in a large room right as opposed to you see some of these clips of him doing the the telethon uh the jerry lewis telethon or doing other things and he's saying some things that are pretty pretty blue um maybe even just out there right but he does the thing that it's important for a comedian to do. He's not afraid of anything. And he doesn't care if he bombs because it's the audience's fault. You're not getting the joke because yeah. you're a dumbass. That's Norm's attitude too. And that type of comedy and that type of delivery is so great. And that's why even in this, in this movie, they you know, use Don Rickles in the way that Don Rickles should be used. As an insult comedian. Look like a bucket of lard on a bad day. You baby gorilla. 
Why don't you work a zoo and stop bothering people? And so he's insulting Norm in this movie. But he's not insulting Norm's character. He's insulting Norm McDonald. The enti- so, like, it's all ad-libbed, and it's, I'm coming after you. I'm not coming after your character. Yeah. And, I mean, it's things like that that just make the... It, make, it makes the movie great. Even, like, the, the Chris Farley with the, the having nose. his nose bitten <laughs> yeah. off by a, by a prostitute. Yeah, well, things could be worse, you know. I, uh, I could have got my nose bit off by a Saigon whore. You... Bastard! And, like, the, uh, and the the word choice, Saigon whore, not just a prostitute. Yeah. And Norm loves using the word whore as a punchline. Madonna's a whore. <laughs> so that's what we said, one long joke. Saigon whore is hilarious. And it's like a complete non sequitur, but this movie is just a series of jokes. Yeah, for sure. The plot is stupid. You like It's really dumb. Yeah. You have to go in for it as a series of jokes. And I think, I'll get into the backstory a little bit, this movie should have been kind of with the reputation of Billy Madison. Like, I think it should have been up there with that. I mean, both these movies aren't critically yeah. acclaimed. They're both kind of actually critically banned. But I think it should have been in that realm and kind of been... And this does kind of have a cult following, but it could have spurred more, more Norm and Saget movies, I think. Yeah. But the problem, and maybe this wasn't the, the main problem, is for those of you that don't know, Norm gets fired from Weekend Update in the middle of the season in 1998 because the theory that's widely accepted is that he made too many jokes about O.J. Simpson. Man, I'm going to tell you, that is some bad luck when the one guy who would have died for you kills you. That's probably... Donald Omar, president of NBC, best friends with O.J. Simpson, fires him from, the sh- from, just, from just from update in the middle of the season then fires him for good after the season. And his movie was going to come out that year. Um, bans ads on any NBC channel. So it's not just NBC. Like, yeah. NBC has a lot of different properties, bans ads for the movie, and it really just didn't get that much buzz. Buzz, 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 buzz. And then Chris Farley dies a few months before the movie comes out. Like, there was a lot going on that derailed this movie from becoming probably bigger than it is. And that whole feud with NBC, I, I think if it happened now in the age of Twitter, there's no way Don Olmeyer and NBC can get away with doing what they no, did. No, for sure. You can't keep getting away with it! Firing him, one and then banning the movie, too. That would never happen now. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, it's not so far-fetched to think that NBC kind of plotted the, you know, subverted what was going on with this movie. (laughs) Now, I mean, the movie is dumb. It is 100% dumb. However, the comedy from the movie is not dumb. I still feel like even though, like, you know, Ebert and Siskel and Ebert would probably, they probably gave it, like, 80 thumbs down. Uh, but I'm sure that they could at least appreciate there's a certain type of humor and comedy and delivery that happens in this movie, and it's really good. And so it's not critically panned. Are you sure about that? But when you have a head of NBC who is powerful, right? Probably part of the Illuminati, probably flew on Epstein's jet. I'm not saying that he flew on Epstein's jet. I have no facts to back me up that he flew on Epstein's jet. But he flew on Epstein's jet. I didn't know that. I just, uh, you're telling me now for the first time. That's one he, he, you know, is out there undercutting Norm MacDonald at every turn. Because it's, you know, like, I'm powerful. Fuck you. You're going to do what I want you to do type of thing, right? Yeah. So that does not shock me at all. Um, 
And there's kind of like a what if thing. I found an article about this movie that came out, I think, I mean, I don't know if it was specifically about this movie, it was about Norm, it was about profile Norm, and it was like, is he gonna be the next Sandler leaving SNL? Because Sandler does Billy Madison in 95 and then comes out with this string of movies yeah. that, I mean, for the most part aren't critically well received, but people like and they're funny. And it's like, is he the next one to do it? Because he had a successful run on SNL, he had sympathy from people for how he got fired, and like he had this momentum going into this movie. And I almost wonder if this movie derailed that in a way, and also Bob Saget's uh, directing career, because he only did a couple other movies after this. I mean, they were going to do a sequel of this. They should be doing several, one right now. Several times they were going to do a sequel. Uh, I think it was like 2013 they were talking about doing a sequel, and then it just didn't happen. And then they were talking about doing a sequel, and then Norm died. And then they were still talking about doing a sequel, and Bob Saget died. Yeah. So like... There's been talk, there was always talk of doing a sequel that maybe would have given Bob Saget another, you know, because he's, uh, you know, even though we associate him with Bob Saget, that is, with like Full House and, you know, America's very, Funniest. very, yeah. like America's Funniest Home Video, very wholesome, like as a comic, he's Dirty. not that. Yeah. And the other guy says, You should have been here yesterday. Some guy was fucking a chicken. <laughs> he is absolutely not that. Um, I mean, the, the whole, you know, him being famous for, uh, didn't he direct the movie um, or do a, or film a short or whatever of telling the aristocrats? Yeah, yeah. Right? That, that's him. So, like, he's not what you think he is. And, you know, if you're going in expecting, you know, a, a full house thing, you're not getting that when he's there. And so um, it's very interesting to see, you know, that he tried and tried and tried and for whatever reason just couldn't make the sequel to and, and I'm glad because again you know how I feel about sequels 100%. like I'm not like I don't want them to tarnish yeah. what this movie there's is there's no way they could have actually no logical way to make a sequel what they should have just done is made more movies together oh yeah and it, it can't be all on NBC like Norm has a reputation of being kind of lazy yeah um, which he's naturally one of the funniest people ever because he does not work very hard and he's just hilarious um so his reputation of then being like a degenerate gambler and like this just perennial talk show guest. Yeah. Um, and then later a podcast host. Uh, part of that is just he didn't aspire to be a movie star probably. Yeah. But if these two would have teamed up for more comedies the way uh, Adam Sandler and his various directors did, I think it would have been yeah. for the best. And it's unfortunate that they didn't, but we'll always have this one that I think hopefully more people in a sad turn of events might discover now. Yeah, for sure. And, and speaking of Adam Sandler, he totally used that scene, that throwaway scene for Little for Nicky, little Nicky 100%. which came out like two years later. So he totally was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be the devil again. I, I thought the same thing. I don't know if we can prove that, but there are so many, like we've talked about the Sandler verse, how yeah. all his movies reference each other. Yeah. Beyond just that, when you go into the other SNL casts, you go to Farley, Spade, Norm, I feel like there are even more references. Like... In the water boy, I want to say, uh, the female lead's character is Vicky Valancourt. Mm -hmm. Norm MacDonald's wife in real life, Colleen Valancourt. Uh, this movie, I don't know if this is intentional, Chris Farley plays, um, you know, you like pina coladas. If you like pina coladas, bring it on in the rain. Oh. On the jukebox, that's in Grown Ups as a gag. If you're not into yoga. 
I mean, I feel like there's there's a lot of stuff. I mean, you can't prove it, but I feel like these guys are so tight that they're sitting around in whatever writer room that they're whatever room that they're writing in and going, "Hey, you remember that time? It's 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 Chris Farley. It's Chris Farley. You remember that time when uh, we did the 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 joke with little Nikki and that's the hundred percent what what they like how they write, and then like they work backwards from there, which is goes to the Adam Sandler thing of like. He's just doing whatever the hell he wants to do. 100%, which is admirable. Yeah. But, uh, what's your score for it? You know, I think if you're, if you're factoring in, like, the whole Rotten Tomatoes element of it, this movie goes way south. However, I feel like people on the internet really kind of gravitate towards this movie. It, it has cult status. Yeah. I feel like this is like a seven. Whoa! I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm overshooting. I'm 100% overshooting, but I feel like it's a 7. I hope you're right, but I think it's like a 6-5. Six, 6-5. Five. Six, five. Damn. Actually, I'm kind of mad that I'm... I mean, I shouldn't, right. I shouldn't doubt you when it comes to a movie like Dirty Work and that your knowledge of what the... Uh, should but be. it should be a 7. It might go up. It's one of those movies Maybe, that might yeah. go up. There's like a... All right, Internet, five. do your job. 4chan, get on it. Make it a 7. <laughs>